What up, what up, what up? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Sure, you're probably hearing how great the mortgage rates are right now, but Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates, but what really separates them from everybody else is that Mike is a certified financial planner and he looks at so much more than just the rate when he's designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you know that you can trust them. You're always going to feel like a customer, not a number. If you've gone through the process before and you know, you'd know you rather watch a Wyoming game, root for the Raiders, you know, watch the Dodgers win the World Series, I get it. Normally, it's an awful process, but you've got to work with Mike and Virginia. Trust me, they'll make it smooth, quick, and enjoyable. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choosing when you do. Most importantly, though, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Or you can always call Mike directly, nice and simple, at 970-412-2472. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Rumor mills, guys. Rumor mills. A lot going on. Sounds like Urban Meyer is officially going to be the guy in Jacksonville that had been, you know, kind of floated pretty publicly for the last month or so. Not super shocking. Uh, Something that I had kind of talked about on the draft pod would be, you know, I, I questioned whether Urban would be super interested in it, just given that it had been reported that the owner, Shad Khan, is going to have a lot of, you know, control over the roster still, given that, you know, Urban is a, you know, he's just kind of a power guy. I was like, I don't know, is he really going to want to go into that situation? It also just kind of makes, you know, the the dynamic weird with a general manager. You know, when the coach gets hired before a GM, how does that power balance work? And I don't know, it just seems like that can get complicated to me. But regardless... It seems like Urban Meyer is making that jump to the NFL. And the reason that I'm talking about it on the DNVR Rams podcast is uh, not because Urban was going to come coach at CSU. Remember that? December uh, 2019. God, feels like literally five years ago. And it it was like 13 months ago (laughs) when uh, that picture of Urban on campus. Anyways, it is reported by Albert Breer on his podcast that he might be bringing Steve Adazio to Jacksonville with him. Now, it's unclear what that role would be. It's unclear if Steve Adazio even wants the job. And I want to make it clear right off the bat that I don't have any inside information. This is not me saying, hey, he's gone. Everybody panic. We'll see. But if, you know, the fact that Albert Breer was already putting it out there, you know, it's it's somewhat concerning, you know? (laughs) Adazio, he's coached in Florida, so he certainly has ties down there. You know, if if he had an opportunity to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL, the money would probably be about the same. Would he want to jump for that? Maybe. My impression of Steve Adazio is he's a guy that likes being in charge. And and we got to remember, he's been a head coach for the last decade. Boston College, Temple, here. You know, he's... He's been the the dude for a while now. It's kind of hard to go from that 
to even like first lieutenant. You know, I, I know that him and, and Urban are tight, really tight, so much so that Urban essentially got him this job at Colorado State based on everything that we've heard. I don't know, though. Is he, is he going to want to give up all the power he has as the college coach to go be in the NFL? The, the reasons you would maybe consider it? You know, there's a lot less BS as an NFL offensive coordinator. If you're making essentially the same money, you pretty much, you know, just get to focus on football. You know, you don't have to worry about recruiting or, you know, donors or any of that stuff. That's, you know, a big part of, of being a college coach is all of the the political stuff that goes on in the background. It's just a part of it. Adazio has said that, you know, he appreciates all the pageantry and and tradition of college football. So I don't think he's necessarily a guy that like hates having to participate in all of that. And, and kind of based on, you know, what I've seen and just how I've seen him establish relationships with these players from, you know, the previous staff. I don't know. I, I don't think he hates recruiting or any of that stuff either. I mean, shoot, he convinced Trey to stay, he convinced them both of the McBrides to stay. Manny Jones. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I think he's committed to CSU in that regard. It's just tough, you know, an NFL offensive coordinator position would be really hard to pass up. It's, you know, like the second highest on the totem pole, uh, I guess GM, so maybe third highest, but I don't know. It's just, it's the NFL, man. Like it, it would be hard to even blame him. Now, I'm sure a lot of recruits, you know, transfers, even CSU fans, they'd all be pissed and and rightfully so. That's just a part of the process. But just kind of thinking through it logically, I mean, it, it'd be kind of hard to to judge somebody too much for passing up an opportunity to be an NFL offensive coordinator. Now, if he jumps to just be like the uh, the O line coach. I don't know. I don't know about that. That would definitely, I mean, unless the Jaguars are just going to bust out some absurd payroll, that would definitely be a step down in terms of what he'd be making. You would think that it would be less long-term stability. I mean, position coaches are essentially the most expendable people of the staff. So, you know, why, why give that up? I think you've got at least two more years here at head coach, probably three, like guaranteed, unless you did something stupid where you got yourself fired. But I mean, even if CSU struggled, and I don't think they will with all the players coming back, it's not like, you know, he's on the hot seat anytime soon. CSU doesn't have that kind of money right now. It'll be an interesting situation to follow no matter how this plays out. (laughs) Oh, CSU fans, man. Just when you think you're getting cozy and comfortable, the universe always comes back and humbles us. It's just, it's, it is what it is. It's just, (laughs) it's always been that way and it probably always will be. But I don't know. I just, I figured I'd get on and talk about it. Like I said, I don't have any inside information in regards to, you know, oh, Adazio would really want to do this or no, there's no way he would do it. I don't have any. This is just me talking about what was put out there giving my thoughts on the situation because obviously it's really relevant to the CSU community. It, uh, I will say it would be something if Adazio left, just considering, you know, Patrick O'Brien basically left because of him. So that would suck. You know, (laughs) you lost your quarterback because of the head coach and then the head coach didn't even stick around. But 
we'll just have to see how it plays out. You know, I I really would have a hard time seeing Adazio jump ship for a position coach position or a position coach role. Um, I just, you know, why? It's it's not any more power unless he's just like so burned out or hates it here or something. But that's not really the impression that I've gotten or, you know, what I've heard. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out nonetheless. Uh, the one thing I will say is obviously if he were to leave, you're going to get uh, all kinds of names thrown out there. And, and if it comes to that, we'll do a podcast solely dedicated to candidates. The one guy I did want to briefly address is Tony Alford. Guys, I think the the Alford ship has sailed. That it's done. He's interviewed like three times, hasn't gotten it any of the times. At some point, you have to have some self-respect. He's a guy, he's a nationally revered coach, guys. Like, I mean, if 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 you asked a girl out or a guy, I mean it doesn't matter, three times. They said no three times, crushed you three times, put you through the ringer. You're like, oh, I don't know. I'm, I certainly like you. You know, you've got great attributes. You know, I think you're going to be a, a great father. You know, I think you're going to be good to bring home. Great representative of our community, all that stuff. This, <laughs> this comparison's kind of falling apart here. But <laughs> anyways, you try like three times, you get put through the ringer, get rejected three times. They pick somebody else. They go off, they do their thing. They get married. A year later, they get divorced. They come calling back. I want to be with you now. Hell no. Hell no. Back then, hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot, hoes all on me. Greatest rap lyric of all time. Excuse the language. But seriously, I mean, at some point, you just accept it's not happening. And and if you're Alfred, I just, I don't think you want to be anybody's second fiddle. I mean, maybe... Maybe he loves CSU so much he would be mature enough to be able to look past that. And if so, I you know he would deserve a ton of ton of respect. Because I don't think I I definitely would not be. I'm way too petty, way too petty. God, I ask you out three times, you put me through the ringer three times, you say no three times, we're done, donezo. I don't know that that's me though. That's just me. And I will say I have heard some things that kind of indicate that Alfred is uh, no longer interested in CSU. So we will see. I, I don't know if that's a hundred. I don't know if that's a hundred percent true or not. You know, that, you know, it could have just been emotional after not getting hired a year later. Maybe things change, but I do think it would be natural to feel some resentment towards CSU. Just considering, you know, he was kind of the, the front runner, at least publicly. That's who the fans wanted. I don't know if it's fair to say he was the front runner, but he he clearly was the guy that the fans wanted, and he knew that. It was clear. Everybody was tweeting at him. They were tweeting about it. He was thrown out in every list as, you know, like the clear guy. I think it's complicated. You know, he's never even been a coordinator. It, it would be a big jump, and I do think that's something we need to bring up. But regardless, you know, I think he's a great recruiter. I imagine he'd probably have success. All I'm saying, after everything that he's been through, no matter what happens, you know, whether that's this offseason or three years, four or five years from now, I just I, I kind of feel like the Tony Alford ship has sailed. That's my two cents on Alford, Adazio, Urban Meyer, this entire situation, obviously going to keep my ear to the ground. I'm texting people. If I, you know, have anything of substance to put out there, I will. Um, it always kind of cracks me up. 
I get DMs during these times and it's it's just one of those guys. If I had something to where I could put out there for you, I'd, I'd be putting it out there. I promise you, I'm not holding it back. But I, I just get it. People are excited. So I have no beef with it. Always enjoy the interaction. Um, I'm going to move on though and I'm going to talk some Phil Steele recognition for some CSU players. A couple of surprising things on there. Uh, I think it came down to games played. But I'm going to get into that. But first, a word from our partners over at DraftKings. While the holiday season may be over, the sports calendar is in full swing this week. From collegiate to professional sports, there's no shortage of action and there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried it yet, head to the App Store. What are you waiting for? To celebrate this year's NFL playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new players the chance to bet on any of this weekend's professional action at 100 to 1 odds. That's right, all you've got to do, bet $1 on any football game this weekend, and if your team wins, you cash $100. While we are excited for football, let's not forget, the 2021 basketball season has already tipped off. Go check out everything that they have to offer, including live bets, player props, all kinds of fun stuff. You can do parlays. It's just a blast. I currently suck at betting on the NBA. We'll figure it out. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. When you do, you can get 100 to 1 odds on any football game this weekend. Again, that code DNVR for your chance to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado-only restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. Uh, we are going to keep this one a little bit shorter, and that is because I'm going to have plenty of content for you on the hoop side. CSU taking on San Jose State in a rec center. I'm not even kidding. The uh, the camera angle is going to be absolutely trash, so just get ready for that. Um, just win. That's really all that matters. Anyways, let's talk about Phil Steele all-conference teams. The 2020 Phil Steele All-American team had no Rams on the main team, but Ryan Stonehouse, the punter, did earn honorable all-mention honors from the publication. Um, in addition to that, they released the 2020 All-Mountain West team. Ten Rams were included on that, including two on the first team. Stonehouse was on the first team, in addition to defensive lineman Scott Patchen. Really, I mean, the simple way to describe Scott Patchen is that he is a quarterback killer. The Miami transfer led the conference in sacks per game, tackles per game. I mean, both of which were in the top 10 nationally, 1.38 sacks per game, 1.88 tackles per loss. Obviously, they only played four, but you can't do anything about that. Just all kinds of production, five and a half sacks, seven and a half tackles for loss, 22 total tackles and three more quarterback hurries. So no surprise that he was on the first team. On the second team, wide receiver Dante Wright, linebacker Daquan Jackson, long snapper Ross Reeder, Trey McBride, defensive endman Manny Jones, Cameron Carter were all on the third team, and Toby McBride was on the fourth team, in addition to Dante Wright, who also made the fourth team as a punt returner. Biggest surprise... Uh, definitely Trey McBride on the third team. Now, I will say that it's tough to to argue against the logic that 
you know, Cole Turner at Nevada and Derek Dees of San Jose State, two teams that had phenomenal seasons, two great tight ends, and they played twice as many games as Trey. I get that. Um, there's not a tight end in the Mountain West that's better than Trey McBride, though. Watch, I mean, if you watch the film, you look at the production, what they meant to their team. I, I'm, I think there's an argument that Trey McBride matters more to Colorado State's offense than almost any other player other than, you know, quarterbacks for any respective offense in the country now, or in the conference, I should say. Now, obviously, like, if you lose Carson Strong or, or Nick Starkle, you know, Nevada, San Jose State, their seasons are completely falling apart. But without Trey McBride, man, he is the heartbeat of that offense. The, the dude that cleans everything up from a blocking perspective, obviously one of their most productive pass catchers along with Dante Wright, just an absolute stud in every sense of the term. Just a beast, flat out beast. At the end of the day, I get the logic. I am not faulting Phil Steele that, you know, they've probably just had some certain guidelines you know, criteria you had to meet certain amount of plays, certain amount of snaps, certain amount of games, whatever. And, you know, they stick to it. That's fine. Trey McBride is the best tight end in the Mountain West by a pretty substantial margin. I mean, he's he's going to make a very nice living at the next level. I'll just say that. The other thing that I noticed was quite a bit of representation for schools like Nevada, San Jose State, Fresno State. And, and you know, that makes a lot of sense given the seasons that they had uh, but the first team offense only had one player from Boise State. And, and that's really, really rare. They had uh, one on offense, one on defense. Avery Williams at DB and at wide receiver, they had Khalil Shakir, who is a stud. Really, really good player. It's just that uh, it's kind of cool to see, you know, the, the parody amongst the Mountain West teams really even now. Not necessarily the best thing in terms of if you want like a school to be really nationally revered. In that sense, you kind of need like a school or two to really be top heavy and kind of shoulder it like Cincinnati is for the American at the moment. And uh, I, I get why people get frustrated with the Mountain West. All I'm saying is the grass isn't always greener. Like I see some things with people saying like they should go independent. That's it would kill the program. It would absolutely kill the program. I just think you should, you know, maybe enjoy it a little bit as, as much as you can. You know, I get like there's flaws and we'll always point them out. But at the end of the day, there is pretty good football being played. And that's all you can ask for. I think, you know, on a year to year basis, the Mountain West absolutely hangs with the American. It just really comes down to perception. And what can the league do to improve that? I don't know. It's they've got to do something, though. You can't sit around and just be passive. You know, I thought it was kind of corny when the Americans started branding itself as the sixth power league. But then again, you know, people more or less do give them the benefit of the doubt there. So maybe the Mountain West needs to try something like that. I don't know. I, I don't, but you can't just do nothing. That's where I'm at. So uh, congrats to all the Rams that got honored by Phil Steele. Imagine there will be even more next year, assuming they get to play more games. It's been a weird one. Been a weird one. Really enjoying college basketball, though, guys. Make sure you're keeping up with all things CSU men's hoops, CSU women's hoops. I do national stuff as well. It's just a blast. All right, we will have more content throughout the week. Stay safe. Peace. Peaches out of
palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I was.